welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theory in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaternow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The winners are coming. The winners are coming. All-Star 7 has shaken things up as a cast of all winners will be competing to become the first two-time winner in Drag Race history. But who has what it takes to take the crown again? It's time to discuss all things Drag Race All-Star 7. And joining me on this adventure is a panel of all winners, Antonio Moore and Chola Spears. Hello. Welcome. Hello. 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 Thank you for having me. Now listen. Well, well, thank you for being here. We were going to have a third person here, um, uh, uh, an all-winner known as Amanda Pork, but she must be sleeping. Maybe she'll show up later. We'll find out. If not, just just DM her and say shame, 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 uh, because how <laughs> dare she miss this? All right. So before we begin, I got to give the disclaimer just so everyone's on the same page. As always, this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they also have put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Just reminding everyone, so when we throw some shade... It's out of love, right, Chola? Right. <laughs> Why did you say my name? Because <laughs> you are one of the shadiest bitches I know. Um, okay, fair enough. Like the, the the shade that you throw at the um, Britney Spears haters. Oh boy, it's fun. <laughs> well, that's my job. So I know it is your job <laughs> as Britney Spears' number one fan. It is your your job. Um. All right. All Star Seven. All winners. How do we feel about this format, Antonio? Um, I'm super excited. It definitely was. There were a couple of wild cards in the casting that I was not expecting, which I did appreciate. Um, I'm super excited. I know the format is said to be different, and right. I kind of appreciate uh, appreciate the um, hinted at format. Um, that we're going to be seeing on the season. I think mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. gives all winners kind of more time to shine, especially since they've put in the work to already win a season. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how they build narrative or drama during the season. I think when I think of most of these queens, I don't think after two, maybe a third season, they're really there to... They, they kind of know how to edit themselves very well um, for fans and for right. their perception. So I'm very interested to see in what ways production can actually get something juicy 
to feed into the reality television aspect of the competition. Now, Tola, what do you what do you think about all winners? Is, is it the right cast? Uh, I know there are rumors of people who said they were not asked. I don't know how true that is. I call <laughs> bullshit Bob the drag queen. But Chola, are you happy with this cast? Who who's missing? Um, so I am happy with this cast. I really wanted to see Jinx back. I kind of wanted to see Sharon back a little bit. That's who I think is missing. And I think that I think that would bring some drama to the cast as well. Sure. Um, so but regardless of Sharon not being on, I'm really excited about it. I have started to lose my momentum with Drag Race and all of the different versions. So this is something that I'm looking forward to. And I know with like All-Stars and stuff, they will change rules. You know, they'll add like twists and turns and stuff like that. So I'm ready to see these girls do all of that stuff. And um, and I, I think they're great. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. Now, Chella, I'm going to ask you a, a, a wild card question right now. If yeah. there was... Miss Rockbar All-Stars All Winner season. Who wins? I mean, I'm gonna say me. Obviously, I'm gonna say <laughs> me. Okay, who's your runner-up then? Who comes in second? Um I'm gonna say Coco Taylor. Because you know what? Coco okay, Taylor. All right. Coco Taylor knows how to put together a show, whether it's 10 minutes long or two fucking hours long. And sure. Coco Taylor is my lovely right. runner. <laughs> I love it. All right. So here are the facts that we know so far. All Star 7 will feature a cast of eight winners from the Drag Race franchise competing for a grand prize of $200,000 and the title of Queen of Queens. The season will be hosted by RuPaul with judges Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, and Ross Matthews. This is the list of notable guest judges that is said on Wikipedia. I can't confirm all of them, but here's what we got. Cameron Diaz, Hannah Einbender, Ronan Farrow, Nikki Glaser, Betsy Johnson, Tovlo, Orville Peck, and Ben Platt. All right. Not necessarily all all-stars of guest judges, but they're fine. There will be special appearances by Naomi Campbell, Nancy Pelosi, Vanna White, and Lady Bunny. The season is said to consist of 12 episodes. The format of the season has not been officially been revealed, but the rumor is it will be a no elimination point system. Apparently there may be some swapping points, training points. I don't know. We'll find out soon. I'm sure the super teaser will come out soon. Um, but hey, this is probably the only way you're going to get a cast of all winners to come back. Just like on Survivor on season 40 when they had an all-winner season, they basically were like, okay, well, there's going to be the quote-unquote game within a game. So if you get voted out, you're still on the island and can win your way back in. So you get full screen time, all 12 episodes, all eight characters. What do you want to see or not see out of this season, Antonio? I think what I'm wanting most to see is I'm wanting to see like, an upgrade on some staple challenges. Like I have an sure. itch that there's going to be some version of Snatch. I'm not a fan of the Snatch game of love. I do not enjoy it as much as I do the normal Snatch game at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that they do a version of Snatch game or, you know, 
a celebrity impersonation that's outside of the box, something that's fresh and that's new. I like the idea of doing staple, very well known and enjoyed RuPaul challenges, but really elevating the crap out of them. Um, but one thing, I feel like the all-star seasons get a little, I don't know, there's something about them, especially after all-stars two, they seem a little overproduced especially All-Star 6. Everything just felt super overproduced. And I'm kind of wanting, hopefully, for the all-winners to kind of bring some some OG feels to just being as authentic as possible. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm really, well, I'm really excited to see because I know the runways are going to be spectacular because they have the money. Um, but I'm hoping that the runways start to have more of a balance in the judging, especially because I know as an all-winner season, it's going to be very close. So I'm hoping, we haven't seen it in the last frequent seasons uh, of the regular franchise, that the runways start to influence more of the final decision being made about who's in the top and who's in the bottom. Absolutely. What about you, Chola? What do you want to see or not see? So I definitely want to see a new version of Snatch Game. Um, I'm glad Antonio brought it up because I'm not a fan of uh, Snatch Game of Love either. And I just feel like we used to get so excited about Snatch Game. So I definitely want to see a different version of that. And then I feel like Drag Race is getting more and more, um, they're incorporating lip syncs more and more. You know what I mean? Like the, mm -hmm. the Lala Perusa and then the, um, the one with Silky getting back into the competition. Was it Silky? Yes. Yeah. No, Eureka. No, uh, no, it was Eureka, but it was the Silky show. Yeah, it was the Silky Show. <laughs> so, like, I hope that that happens. I hope we get to see all of these girls really, you know, duke it out on the dance floor. Yeah. Um, I, I'm here for a, a revamp of Snatch Game. I wouldn't mind even if we did the Family Feud version that we saw on UK versus the World because it still gives you the idea of matching question, matching answers with um, a celebrity or whatever. And it doesn't um, impede how you answer your questions. Snatch Game of Love, you have to pick a specific person who fits those kinds of um, criteria of wanting to find love. It just didn't work, especially last season. So I think if we keep it around the same style, we'll be okay. But I agree. If we're going to do um, uh, revamps of anything, give me like runways that are homages to what we've seen before, but like really make them impressive or give us brand new runways idea runways ideas that are like not just like tool yellow i want i want some fun take what we are seeing on the international seasons and bring them to the u.s because they are so much better than the u.s that's what i want to see now we are going to talk about all eight contestants before the podcast began we each individually rank them. I asked you to send your rankings to me privately so you don't know where anyone else falls except for me. Um, these statistics will include what Amanda said. Um, so I'll share what she said. So that's why the totals will be where they are. Um, what I can say is there is one contestant that all four of us were on the same page on, but we'll get to her later. <laughs> so we're going to go from worst to first. Are you ready to talk about who we think has the least amount, least chance of winning? Yes. All right. It is Drag Race Season 11 winner, Evie Godley. 28 years old, still living in Denver, Colorado, but touring the world and living in Vegas sometimes. 
Steezy the Oddly, and oddly enough, her name is inspired by people calling her performances weird. On season 11, she won one maxi challenge and zero mini challenges. Uh, for those who don't remember, she suffers from a condition which affects the tissues in the skin, bones, blood vessels, and organs. She is the first winner to only win one maxi challenge, which was later followed by Kidamine, Kylie Sonique Love, Vanessa Van Cartier, Blue Hydrangea, and Willow Pill. She is the first and only regular season winner to be a lip sync assassin. And she is the drag mother slash sister to season 14 winner, Willow Pill. And they are the first family pair to win a drag race season in the U.S. Wow. Chola, you had Evie at seven. Why, yeah. why, why so low? What, what are you afraid of that Evie Oddly cannot win? Um, so I'm just worried because it's all stars. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. Evie Oddly went on her season and she was the underdog and she surprised everybody every episode. But, you know, this is this is all stars and like the costumes need to be like revamped. And she did look good, though. I will give it to her. I just actually I don't want to put anything. I don't want to put any negativity on her because she is the underdog. Um. But yeah, I think that she has the least chance of going home first. Tony, what do you think? Did you put her at eight? You had her at the bottom spot. I had her at the bottom spot. Um, The reason being is when I look at this cast, everyone is either really well known for a specific thing or um, a couple of things that I can staple them for. Evie wasn't really one that I could do that for. So although I know she won her Maxi Challenge, I believe she share won it with um, with Scarlet Envy in an acting challenge, if I'm correct. Um, it was a share, um, a shared win. But I don't know if I would put her as a star actress or campy um, or a comedy girl. But then also she was a very strong lip syncer but I don't know if that completely applied to the performance challenges that were also put out there so there's just not something I can really pin her to versus the other girls where I felt very strongly about um where I could put them um and I also take into account that I know drag race over the years in terms of its producing the challenges are very specific and a little more comedy acting improv based and based of off of Evie season I just thought she's probably going to be a bit behind the pack in terms of where she falls this season absolutely yeah I my my burning question for Evie this season is does Evie have enough versatility to take down some of the more well-rounded winners of this cast I, I agree if she's in a top two lip sync she could win it but she's got to get there first and there's a very giant hill to climb to get there um but i enjoy evie i've always really thought um she's a great underdog character um i i loved how she kind of walked away um with the crown by being such a a unique drag artist um and i think that's what we're going to need to see if evie wants to take the crown again but i i have her at seven as well so i don't i don't have hope because they're just for me, six other people who are just so much stronger. Mm-hmm. But this look, let's discuss it. The look is by Balby. Um, I think it is super fun. It's very much her style. 
Um, clearly, the House of Oddly loves those long uh, sleeves uh, since Willow did it on the season. Um, but it's a really cool look. I think it is probably one of the most elevated things we've seen her in since the finale. Chella, what do you think? Uh, I agree with all of that. I She came out and she looked like an elevated version of herself. And um, that's why I didn't want to like, I didn't want to put her dead last because I just feel like She's this like amazing underdog character that has their own style that sticks to it. And I just want to see, I just want to see what's going to happen. I feel like the first two episodes will tell us everything we need to know if she sticks around, but obviously they are, but yeah, I feel like she's, she's going to really surprise us and she looks great. What do you think of the look, Antonio? Um, I do like the look. I like the, um, the choice of the asymmetry a lot in the look. Um, what mm-hmm. I will say is what I appreciate most about Evie, especially in her season, um, she's one of the girls that whatever the category is, they think extremely outside the box about how they're going to interpret the category. And I always appreciate that, especially since in you know the last couple of seasons, we've seen a lot of repeat runways within the same season. I know we're not going to get that from Evie. So I'm very excited to see um, how that out-of-the-box thinking presents itself, but with polish and with finesse. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah. With that, I think that one thing that does concern me is, are we going to have Willow Pill Fatigue? Obviously, we don't want to compare, but they have a very similar aesthetic. They are from the same house. They, They have a very similar mindset when it comes to runways. Um, so we'll, we'll see because it, it, she just won. It's top of mind. Um, but I do think Evie Oddly has her own style, even when it comes to thinking out of the box, but this look, I will give it a toot. Yeah, I will toot it. Mm-hmm. The audience, 71% toot, 29% boot. All right. Let's move on to who we put in set place. It is from season three, our winner, Raja. Uh, she is 47. She's Damn, 47. <laughs> 47. She's fucking amazing for 47. So um, still living in Los Angeles. So her full drag name is Raja Gemini. Raja is a term for the title extended to an Indian king or prince. Gemini is her zodiac sign. On season three, she won three maxi challenges and two mini challenges. She has been doing drag since 1990, starting with the club kid named Criola. She appeared with RuPaul on an episode of The Simpsons. She was the first winner to win the first Maxis Challenge of a season. She is the first and only Indonesian, Indonesian winner in the franchise. For those who may be living under a rock, she is the longtime host of Fashion Photo Review. She is the oldest U.S. Drag Race winner. And she is tied for the longest run before her first time in the bottom with 11 episodes alongside All-Star 7, Jink Monsoon. All right, Antonio. You put her at 7. You were the uh, second love. Amanda had her at eight. Why can't Raja win? Uh, and this hurt me because <laughs> I adore. Uh, she's so sickening. Um, the reason being was because uh, in terms of my thought process when I was ranking Raja, um, I know at least two of the challenges, if not three, were design challenges that she won. Um, yeah. 
And sadly to say, that is no longer the drag race forte. The girls maybe will do one ball and maybe if we're lucky, like one make something out of nothing challenge, like the Amazon Prime challenge from season 14. But a lot of it is moved away from what you can make and the fashion aspect of drag race that I feel we kind of got in those earlier seasons because it was being influenced by top model and a little bit of project runway vibes. But now it's a lot more about, can you bring the comedy chops? Can you bring versatility and how you're presenting your full character of, um, of Raja. And I'm just worried that Raja is not going to be as versatile and up to the game as some of these other girls who have shown in their seasons that they really have the chops for kind of what drag race is demanding these days. Absolutely. I mean, my burning question for her is can Raja toot herself to a win through runways again, or will the evolution of performance be her downfall on all stars? Shola, what do you think about Raja? Because you had her number three. Yeah, I had her uh, up on my list. I think she's amazing. And I think that, um, you know, I think she thinks outside of the box. I think she understands high fashion. And then I don't remember too much about her season, but I do remember her being Tyra. And I I thought it was kind of funny to, <laughs> I thought it was funny. The eyes. Yeah, I saw your eyes. But I think she could do it. I think that um, she's definitely a queen that's like conscious of herself and she's, you know, she's old as shit. So I think she can, uh, she can, uh, you know, you can teach that dog new tricks basically. Yeah, I, I feel like season three really, really, really was a fashion season. It kind of was the last fashion season before it evolved into season four, which we obviously will remember for the drama. But yeah. I will still stand by, if we're going by modern terms of Drag Race, Manila Luzon won that season. Um, but because it was so fashion-oriented, it was Raja. I really am worried that she may not be able to tackle some of these acting challenges. But that being said, we haven't really seen her do acting challenges because they didn't exist then. So yeah. she could absolutely surprise us. I and have I read like four. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like what we saw from her, she wasn't afraid to kind of, you know, put it all out there. Even if you didn't like the Tyra right. thing, you know, she was super extra about it and she kind of gave it her all. So I'm, I'm ready to see what she does. And especially if they're going to need yeah. to, you know, pull out three or four of these comedy challenges. Let's see what you got, girl. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited for her. And I know, obviously, World of Wonder, Rue loves her. Um, will there be favoritism? Who knows? But let's be real. I think Rue loves all these queens, um, not necessarily equally, but she loves them all. Um, <laughs> I think, though, when it comes to, you know, behind the scenes, backstage drama, I really think Raja is going to be the one sitting in the corner, sneaking in a blunt and just smoking the entire time. She's not going to get involved in anything. So we may not see a lot of Raja this season, but We'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. Maybe um, maybe she'll find some boogers on this cast. Yes. This look. No designers listed. Come on, Raj. Do better. Um, I think this is stunning. She said, I am old. Here is my gray hair. And it is going to shine. I love this look. She looks stunning. Antonio, what do you think of this look? It's so... 
it's so elegant and so detailed. It's just a, a complete concept from top to bottom, which I love about Raja and appreciate so, so much. My only concern with it is we've known since she's kind of left her season, she's kind of gone into a gray hair phase that she likes to wear out. And I think everything else, young, she, you can't tell her age. She's gorgeous. She's stunning. I hope she doesn't age herself on that runway and in the show more than she needs to. I hope that she plays a bit more versatility around her wig stylings. So that way we don't think of Raja as the old woman of the season, for lack of better words. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. I think it makes her very unique and it's, uh, it's just posh. But at the same time, I hope she doesn't stay in that realm, especially on All-Star 7, when I know the other girls are going to be getting pretty wild and creative about the choices that they make. Well, what do you think of this promo look? I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Um, and I thought that um, her entrance look was beautiful, too. And I think that especially if she's going to do her gray hair, they're going to call her out on it. Oh, yeah. Michelle with her own gray hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's definitely going to. This look is an absolute two for me. I love it. It's a two for it's me. A two. It's a two. Audience, 83% two, 17% boot. All right. Our next spot is actually a tie based on scores, but we're going to go with the person that I ranked lower first because my podcast and i get to do what i want to do and because i hate this bitch more than anyone ever because she is not the winner of uk season one it's the fucking vivian i'm 30 years old from liverpool uh her name is derived for her love of vivian westwood on drag race uk one she won three maxi challenges zero mini challenges she is the first ever winner of Drag Race UK. She is the first queen to compete on an international season and then compete on a US All-Star season. She won the Drag Race UK Drag Ambassador competition in 2016. She is the first UK queen to never play safe. She was followed by Lawrence Cheney. She is the only winner on All-Star 7 to not have won a cash prize of the winner of their season. Her prize included a World of Wonder production digital series called The Vivian Takes Hollywood. How many people watched it? Probably nobody. And she stars in the Netflix UK YouTube series I Like to Watch UK, where on the program she revealed her hair on Drag Race UK was a toupee. Work. And I included that because I want to shame her. Give Davina DeCampo her fucking crown back. I'm still <laughs> pissed. I'm so heated. Um, I will save my comments for after you both speak. Um, we are going to start with Chola here, who put her at number two. You know what? I don't know why I did that. I Now that I see it, I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I don't know too much about her either. I remember her season, but barely. I would like to be. I would like to be uh, excluded from this conversation on the movie. <laughs> Antonio, uh, you have her basically in this spot at six. I put Vivian at six. I do think Vivian um, those chops that we're talking about in terms of the comedy. Um, Vivian is very, um, very, 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 very highly regarded for their, I'm not going to say 
their name because I finally gotten them out of my media feed and my system. But we knew who we know who they were impersonating in the snatch game. Um, but it was done so, so well. And I think it was something that we were not expecting from someone who coming into um, the season was very, very polished, kind of gave um, a bit of a, what we would call in the early drag race season pageant presentation. Um, very buttoned up, very polished. So we weren't expecting the chops that Vivian had for some of these acting challenges um, because she did throw punches uh, just as heavy as Bag of Chips. Um, and Baga. Baga did some good stuff on that season. And I was very surprised that the Vivian kept up. Um, I will say I put her a little lower on the ranking because when I think of the Vivian, I don't think performance. Um, I don't think like some of these other girls that are here writing your own verse, doing your own choreography. I don't put Vivian as a performer. And some of these girls, I feel, have a bit more of that edge to them that have put them a bit higher on the list than her. I think she's great. She puts a very polished and put together presentation. But I think in terms of what some of these other girls have had to really bang out in their seasons, I think she's going to just fall towards the end of the pack for me. I agree. I have her eighth. I don't think she, I just think zero chance winning. I, 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 I. I don't, I don't, I'm so biased toward Davida DeCampo. I, everyone is aware of this and it's fine. <laughs> she is very talented. The Vivian is very, very talented. She is going to excel at Snatch Game, whoever she picks. Um, obviously, you were talking about verse writing. We don't remember what she wrote in her verse for the girl group challenge because it was the she competed against the Frock Destroyers. Everyone mm -hmm. knows how well that was. So, maybe she might be able to redeem herself if the challenge is in her favor and doesn't have to work in teams. We'll find out. Um, but she is very talented. She has the, the opportunity to do well. Um, but my burning question for her is, can a queen from across the pond compete against the Titans from America? And I don't think so. I don't think she has it. I don't think she is as strong as some of these other competitors. Now, obviously I spoke earlier about, um, Bob the Drag Queen apparently not being asked. There was rumors that uh, Priyanka was an alternate for this season. I don't think she would have been able to do well either. Um, not saying she's a bad drag queen. It's just she doesn't have what some of these other competitors have. And that's my fear for the Vivian. Let's talk about her look. Look by Jeffrey Kelly Designs. Hair by Foam Wigs and more. Nails by Tyla Monroe. Jewels by Bling Bling UK. Bling 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 UK who follow me. Hello. Okay. All I'm going to say is there are certain people who can pull off the foam wig. Kidamine, she can do the foam wig. The Vivian, you're trying to be stylish and fashion. This isn't camp. What are we doing here? Why? Chola, what did you think of this look? Would you wear a foam wig? I would wear a foam wig. I like it. Um, she looks beautiful. She looks beautiful and it's stunning and... Um... Yeah, I think she pulls it off. Okay, okay, all right. Antonio, what do you think? Um, I'm a little about this look, if I'm going to be very honest. There's nothing very conceptual about the look. It does look like a, a normal gown that I could buy and stone. Uh, I'm not a fan of the tights underneath. I get it's going from like a cat suit with a little bit of a skirt extension. I would have just gone full gown moment. 
um, and probably done something like some stoned applique up the legs rather than doing just that solid tight, especially because the bottom of the catsuit, I know it, they said if you actually look in detail of the costume that there are small, small stones all over what looks like just to be a beige catsuit, that there are those details. But in terms of what came out photograph, it looks like plain beige. And I feel like that take that took so much away from her look. In terms of the wig, I definitely would wear a foam wig. Um, I think there's just so much you can do with it. But in terms of the choice, I think it fits her very, very well. I think um, one of the things is the color disconnect. I think because the outfit's reading so much towards the beige palette that the white wig just disconnects her completely. And um, yeah, I just, it's a little like starter pack than what some of these other girls did when they're in their final you know, evolution of their, their game character. That's fair. Um, I'm going to give it a boot. Again, bias here. I'm just giving her a boot. <laughs> Russell Zacker, if you're listening, I know you're going to yell at me and text me, but I don't care. I'm giving her a boot. I, I, adore, the, I adore the Vivian, um, but for this look, I will give it a boot. This was the lowest ranked uh, from the audience, but it was still positive. 62% to 38% boot. All right. Tying the Vivian in our ranking here. Look over there, Jada Essence Hall. The essence of <laughs> beauty. She came in first on Drag Race season 12. She is 35 years old, so she and I are the same age. Uh, and she is from Milwaukee. Jada was the name a friend gave her the first time she did drag. Essence comes from when her boyfriend said she was the essence of beauty. And Hall comes from her drag mother, Taj Mahal. On season 12, she had three maxi challenge wins and zero, zero mini challenge wins. She was the third African-American winner in a row following fellow All-Star Seven Sisters, Monet Exchange, and Evie Ali. She is the fifth main series winner to win the Maxi Challenge in her first episode competing after Raja, Sharon Needles, Bianca Del Rio, and Violet Chachki. Technically speaking, she is the lip-sync assassin of season 12, defeating She Who Shall Not Be Named, sending Heidi and Closet home, and defeating Crystal Method and Gigi Good in the finale. She is the third main series winner to be crowned over the age of 30 at age 33 after Raja and Bianca Del Rio. She designed and created every outfit she wore in season 12, excluding her tulle dress. Her promo dress was made the day before the shoot. It was also believed that she was an alternate for the season as she had one week to prepare for the show. All right, we are going to start off with Antonio here, who you have her at the highest at number four. Yes, I do. Um, I uh, I love Jada Essence Hall. I think she just was one of those girls in her season that I, from the start, was like, she's got to be at the top of the pack, like leading the pack. And this kind of was no different. I There were a few girls that I did put before her, but I think everything in terms of what Jada presents as an entertainer is very well balanced. Um, we know that, you know... Um, she's been able to hang in some of those comedy challenges. I don't think as strong as some of the other girls, but I do think um, sh she plays up well to those comedic aspects. And she's a great entertainer. And then I think she's got a great balance on her fashion game. Um, I will say for me, the personality, um, there were bigger personalities in her season than her. 
And that scares me with a cast like this because some of these girls are known for their personality first. And I feel like if Jada doesn't bring that level to her personality, her talent may be great and way up there, but she may fall behind the pack in terms of how they're presenting their charisma this season. But I adore her and I'm actually really excited to see how many of her looks she actually has made for the season, especially knowing that, or, or the rumor was that she only had a week to prepare. Yeah, I agree. Chola, what do you think about Jada? I love Jada too. And I hope Jada does really well, but I'm more hesitant about Jada pushing through, whether it's her comedy chops, whether it's you know the personalities that are gonna be on the season with her. Um, I'm more hesitant about her pushing through than I am like Evie Oddly or something like that. Um, so we'll see, but I am excited to see her and um, she slays the runway and she also slays comedy challenges. So, you know, I hope she really turns it. Yeah. So my burning question for Jada is season 12 will be remembered for an assortment of reasons, but can Jada redeem herself with another crown without any other queen drama attached? Obviously, we know from She Who Shall Not Be Named, the week before the crowning, there was the controversy with Gigi Good and the tweet she made. And it all played a part of, did Jada fairly win? Did Jada not fairly win? I'm excited to see her really get to compete on her own. Wait, I think I agree tweet? with both of you. Um, so when the week of uh, the crowning, um Gigi good put a tweet out saying i can't be then it was around the george floyd time and people found it very insensitive um and a lot of canceling happened that being said i i agree with jada not necessarily being the standout in personality with all these people around her yeah maybe that's a good th- a good thing i don't know um but i think she is wonderful she is one of the sweetest people i've ever met um and this look is it is sexy uh, look by Julian Mendez Couture, hair and jewels by G. Walton. Um, she is sparkling. It honestly might be the best thing I've seen her wear again. Um, we know her as a pageant queen, but this is not a pageant look. And that's what's so exciting about this look for me. What do you think, Antonio? So you nailed it on the head there. She's known as a pageant girl. And this look has the details and the, the put togetherness of that pageant but it's yeah. interpreted in something that's so fresh and new. And this mm-hmm. is definitely like, it's, it's just so good. The details of using different, um, different kinds of trimmings and uh, textures on it in terms of the glove is not just a solid glove. It's got applique and stones there, but also she has some beaded fringe there around her hips. She has that hip shape that is just, it gives her a little bit of a wider hip, but we, it's, just, it's the details and the garters that are tying the, the hips to the leggings, the, the pump. It's just every detail. She's thought about every detail and this is a look. So that's what I get super excited for is, is her upgrade to, to this season and the hair just, just gorgeous. I, I am in total astonishment of, of this look. Oh, would you wear this? You're talking about her promo look, right? Yeah. It's amazing. It's so fucking amazing. And it's literally like Dua Lipa on steroids for me. 
Yeah, it, it's it's so stunning. Absolute toot for me. Absolute toot for me too. Toot for me, yes. Audience loved it. Ninety-seven percent toot, three percent boot. Well deserved. All right. Well yeah. Yep. All right. We are going to talk about who we have in our top four. Coming in at number four from Drag Race season nine and All Stars four. It is Trinity the Tuck, age thirty-seven. Uh, currently still in Orlando, Florida. Trinity comes from the character Trinity for The Matrix. The tuck is a reference to her tuck, which is known for its perfection. On season nine, she won three maxi challenges and zero mini challenges. On All Stars 4, she won four maxi challenges and zero mini challenges. She shares the same drag father, Bob Taylor, as Asia O'Hara. She and fellow All-Star 7 sister Moni Exchange are the only winners to tie for a crown on the season. She won National Entertainer of the Year in 2014 with Alyssa Edwards as first alternate and Eureka as second alternate. She is the second contestant to win three maxi challenges in two separate seasons after Manila Luzon. Her seven maxi challenge wins are tied for the most with Bendela Krem and Manila Luzon. She is tied with Cameron Michaels for facing off in the most lip syncs in a season at six. She has lip synced a total of nine times in two seasons. She is one of four contestants to win and lose a lip sync by the same artist. She won to I Want to Go by Britney Spears and lost to Stronger by Britney Spears. Speaking of Britney Spears, let's talk to Chola Spears. What do you think about Trinity to talk? Um, I think that she delivers. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be impressed with her this season you know there are some queens that like they deliver but they deliver so much to a point where you're like I don't know if this is what I'm like gooped over anymore and she's one of those girls for me I think the Vivian is probably one of those girls for me too yeah all right Antonio you also you both had her at five why five why right kind of in the middle um, I put Trinity in the middle for me because I think Trinity has an all-around good presentation and um, a good know-how. I think she plays the game very well. I think she's very conscious of when she's on Drag Race, how to p- play the game to her advantage. She doesn't get so caught up in just being there. I think that comes early on from her original season. She's always in that game mindset. So I, I kind of put her above that because I, I know she's going to have her A game on. But I do agree with Chola. I feel like Trinity, all-star season, um, I didn't agree with some of the wins in terms of, eh, I, don't, I don't think of Trinity as a comedy girl. And I know a lot of people are like, but she won comedy challenges. I wasn't laughing. Like, <laughs> it's not the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe it's just her sense of humor isn't my sense of humor. But feeling that we're going to be getting a lot of rehash from Trinity stuff we've already seen and like Chilla said when she brings an elevation to fashion not a reinvention or something original I just feel it's something revamped or reworked in kind of an expected way I I don't think like Evie or like some of these other girls who have really outside of the box minds I don't think Trinity's mind goes there when she's creating. Um, I think it goes to what's going to look the most visually pretty, um, which I'm not mad at. 
But at the same time, winter season, they're all going to look stunning, pretty, and gorgeous. She's going to have to bring her A-game to be original and unique. And I think those are two words that I struggled to put with Trinity. Yeah, I fully agree. I've never been excited by Trinity. Even two seasons in, she's never been someone that I, I seek out to want to watch. Um, my burning question for her is she's experienced some off-camera controversy. Will that drama find its way into the competition? Uh, for those who don't know, she apparently um, was trolling a little bit of Reddit um, under an alias of a black woman. And yeah, oh, no. not cute, not cute. Mm-hmm. This was after her competition that she had, her digital competition she was doing. Um, yeah, it was, it was not cute. Um, regardless of that, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the irony of her being a comedy challenge winner is where are the jokes? I don't find them funny. Um, I feel like a lot of what Trinity was praised for was being the pageant queen who got to do something different and crazy and went for it. For me, that I don't care if you're a pageant queen. If you're a good drag artist, you're a good drag artist. Like, why are we giving her an extra um, handout and being like, oh, this is harder for you because you're a pageant queen? I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. That being said, she, her track record was very good in, in All Stars 4. Could she have won on her own? It, it was very possible. There will always be that controversy. Um, I just don't. I don't care to see her again. I had her at six only because I think she has a better shot than Evie and the Vivian at winning. Um, and if replace those two with anyone else, I'd probably put her at the bottom. So for me, I'm not the biggest Trinity fan. I know that she's going to end up getting some wins that I'm not going to agree with. And listeners, you're probably going to hear me bitch about Trinity all season long. Um, that being said, this look, look by house of canny hair by Hassan headpiece by Khalid Sebastian O'Day. She looks like a beautiful chandelier. The garment itself is magnificent. It, she is dripping in diamonds. The hair makes her look like a 70-year-old woman. Tola, what do you think of this look? Uh, I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. I kind of see what you're saying now that you said it makes her look like a 70-year-old woman. Um, but she also looks fucking amazing. Yeah, lots of plastic in her. Antonio, what do you think of this? Would you wear this? I would not wear this. And here's the main reason why. I think I love how the the stones drip so much. But because if they were, and and it's kind of like fringe, you can have different levels of length in that draping. But I think because the... The stones are a different density. Some are a little thicker. Some are a little thinner in terms of eating. It kind of blurs the silhouette from what I'm seeing. So when I look at Trinity's picture from afar, I see beautiful bodice and then kind of like a box and then her legs poking out. And for me, it just, she's got a great body. We know that, you know, she's, she's paid it. She's paid for it. She's got a lovely body. (laughs) lose the shaping when I zoom out and I also agree that I don't like the hair I think it ages her and I also think the headpiece here does this weird thing of where it almost isolates this middle part and it looks like she has a bit of a mohawk going on there I'm not the biggest fan of this look and I wouldn't wear it does it look great does it look expensive yes no I would give it a boot 
Oh, where are you going? Uh, I'll give it a two. I'll give it a two also. I, I, I do I do appreciate it. She does look expensive. The audience liked it. 76% to 24% boot. All right. Top three. Let's see. Um, this person's placement um, is all because of Chola Spears because she put them at eighth place. It is from Drag Race 10 and All-Stars 4 Money Exchange. <laughs> Who still doesn't go here. She lives in Los Angeles. I want my <laughs> Glam Award. That's a different conversation. Um, her drag name comes for, to her for when she was spotted at a currency exchange booth across the street while eating chicken wings. Her name is a substitution of the word money, while her last name is a play on words for exchange. She is a member of the house in Davenport, as she is the drag daughter of good friend of the podcast, Honey Davenport. Oh, on okay. season 10, she won zero maxi challenges and two mini challenges. On All Stars 4, she won three maxi challenges and zero mini challenges. She is the co-host of two podcasts, Sibling Rivalry and Ebony and Irony, both of which beat Block Talk at the Glam Awards. Monet is one of only four winners to win the Makeover Challenge alongside All-Star 7 sister Jada Ascent Hall. She won Miss Congeniality in Season 10. She and Trinity are the first winners to share a season victory. And she is one of four contestants to have won and lost a lip sync by the same artist. She lost to Lizzo's Good as Hell and won to Lizzo's Juice. Chola, why do you have her at eight? What okay. do you hate about no. Monet Exchange? <laughs> so here's the thing is that when I was thinking of all these girls, I was thinking about their season and like what they what they excelled at and what they struggled at. And I wasn't thinking about like what y'all were saying about how like drag race has changed and like the comedy challenges are so much more important now than they were before. Mm -hmm. So I would probably change the Vivian and Monet. Um, I know that's fucking crazy because I put the Vivian second and I put Monet last, but thinking about it now, um, I feel like Monet is going to, you know, even if she has those stumbles with her fashion, like she did during her season, I feel like she's going to have a bunch of other wins under her belt that are going to help her get to the top. So yeah. I do take it back what I said about Monet being last, but at the time, that's what I thought. I just thought like, you know, like fashion is so important now and she struggled with it her whole season. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I know well, I my burning question. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Well, my <laughs> burning question for Monet is all eyes are on the sponge queen after the controversial double crowning. Does Monet have what it takes to win on her own? What do you think, Antonio? I, I love Monet Exchange. I'm a big... Um, big Monet fan um I do agree with Chola she always struggles in the fashion aspect even on her all-star season I can think of I think one one runway that I was like that's the elevation for an all-stars which was um her heavenly the runway thing. the white yes exactly the white. I agree that's the one that I think of when I think that's the all-stars elevation other than that, I felt like in terms of the fashion, she was dragging. So I'm interested to see if she can keep up. But I know Monet to be quite a well-rounded entertainer. And I yeah. feel like she's got a bit of an edge that she's not afraid to do what she needs to do to get her way to the top. 
I do fear for Monet in terms of I didn't put her in the, the top two just because I feel like Monet, very similar to Jada, um, they have strong personalities, but they're not the strongest in the room. And I felt that in both All-Stars 4 and in Monet's original season um, as well, that she had a great personality, but it wasn't the strongest personality. And I think this competition is going to have a lot to do with whose personality shines the brightest. And I'm worried that she's not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. So I had her at three as well as Antonio did. Um, for me, I love Monet. I think she is very well-rounded. She is great at what she does. And yeah, runways are going to be the biggest challenge here. What also is my worry is the things that she's maybe most known for are not positives. They're negatives. It's the sponge look. It's the pussycat wigs. Those are positive things to be remembered for. But And that's what you do in an all-star season. You bring back the things you're remembered for. I don't want to see the end of those again. I'm done. We're good. So she has to kind of reinvent herself in a way that I am excited to see what she's going to do. But again, when you're going up with this cast, this isn't time to play catch up. You got to be ready. Mm -hmm. That being said, she could surprise us. She could completely surprise us because when it comes to knowing the assignment, she is always ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, I completely I agree. agree. I one or two more pussycat wigs, to be honest. Well, well, she's going to have to have like three in a lip sync. One, two, three. Because we already did the two. Um, we'll see. But I, what I will say is I heard from a little bird um, that Bob helped her get ready. So yeah. I'm hoping I that I mean, not that her. Bob's a fashion queen, but. No, but I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that helps. I'm hoping that helps her, you know, help her a little, a little more in the competition. Yeah, and again, I, I after the controversy of the double win, I would love to see Monet win on her own because she she's someone who deserves to win and not have any of that controversy. Oh, it was a double win. Let, let, let's see her win on her own, and I think she could absolutely do it. Yeah. This look, hair by Edward Scissorhands, look by Domino Couture. Th this is what she should have worn. This is exactly who she is. And she has glamified it. I am so impressed. If this is what she's going to be serving on the runway, we might not have any issues. She could win. Chola, what did you think? Would you I wear this? I agree with you 100%. Like, this is an elevated Monet exchange look. And it's, like, undeniably her. It looks amazing. Like, up next to all these girls, all of these girls are different levels of glamour and fashion. And they... And Monet, it looks just like the fucking Jada Essence Hall and the Vivian right next to her. Like, full glam, gorgeous, elevated 2.0 Monet exchange. What do you think, Antonio? Um, it's definitely a look I would not wear because I could not pull it off. But I, it's yeah. a look I wish I could pull off. It's so, so good. Um, I love shorter option a lot of these girls did something with length with gowns i like that she kept it short um mm. and showed a little leg i love a little leg um you know i'm a boylesque boylesque entertainer and i love showing the leg i'm a, I'm a little meh about her pumps but oh i didn't see the pumps yeah the pumps are a little like finds. uh <laughs> <laughs> but i will say i do appreciate um, the sleeves there, um, how those lines cut through the bodysuit. Um, 
it's just very well polished, very well done. The earrings, I love how it brings in the sharpness that matches her acrylics. Very cute. I am not the biggest fan of the hair, I will say. I wish the hair had a bit more of voice in terms of direction it was going in. I feel like I get the concept that she was going for in the styling, but I feel like it was not all the way there. And also, I know she has some stones in the hair. Stone the shit out of it because it doesn't yeah. read on the camera. And I just wish that would have matched the rest of the look. But I, I love it. I mean, if the category was comfort and drag, she's fully comfortable. Probably the most comfortable of anyone in this um, photo shoot. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited by this look. It's a toot. It's a toot. Yeah, absolutely. Audience, 89% toot, 11% boot. All right, top two. This is who we predicted would be the top two, potentially lip syncing for a crown. Coming in in second place is... Shay Coulee, Drag Race Season 9 and All-Stars 5 winner. Um, let's see. Did she come back to slay? Shay is a slang spelling of her real middle name, which is Swahili for beautiful boy. Coulee is a reference to the dessert. On Season 9, she had four maxi challenge wins and zero mini challenge wins. On All-Stars 5, she had two maxi challenge wins and zero mini challenge wins. Let's get our mini challenge win. She is the third contestant to win four main challenges in a season after Sharon Needles and Alaska. She is the first contestant with four wins to not be crowned in the season, followed by Benda LaCram and Gigi Good. She was asked to do All-Stars 3 and also All-Stars 4, but declined in return for All-Stars 5. She is the third queen to win Snatch Game while portraying a male celebrity after Kennedy Davenport as Little Richard and Benda LaCram as Paul Lind. She is the second queen to win All-Stars from Season 9 after fellow All-Stars 7 sister, Trinity the Tuck. She is the fourth African-American queen to win Drag Race Season in a row after fellow All-Stars 7 competitors, Monet Exchange, Evie Oddly, and Jada Essence Hall. And she is the second All-Star winner to win every lip-sync for your legacy after Alaska. They both won $130,000. All right. I had her at two. Antonio at two. Why do you have her as your runner-up? Let me start off by saying I am Team Shay, and I I just Shay can do no wrong in my eyes. The reason she falls as a runner-up for me, though, is Shay has had her redemption arc. Shay was a lot of people think robbed in her her win of season nine. I do think, of course, as we can all agree that Sasha Valor obviously killed her in that lip sync. But going in before <laughs> that that four-way format, we were like, she's the projected winner. I mean, she had four wins yeah. under her belt. She had everything going for her. She's a great lip sync artist. And when she lost, the whole All-Stars All 5 comeback was about her redeeming herself to get that crown that she deserved the first time around. And I feel like in her her storybook ending already and this is just maybe a parade around to you know just to get some more exposure or whatnot and i do think she's going to do very well because she's a fierce competitor she knows herself very well she knows how to play the game extremely well but i don't feel like in terms of the person i put first there's that root factor there's that i want you to win because of this it's like if Shay wins great work she deserved it but if she didn't win she already got her 
a redemption arc on All Stars 5, and I'm okay with that. And so I think for me in the competition, it takes a little bit of that. It just takes that smidge of an edge off of her winning for me is that I don't feel as inclined to want to root for her besides just her being amazing. Well, my burning question for Shay is the hype is high after a dominating showing in All-Stars 5. Will Shay be able to showcase more growth or have we already seen her best? And I think I agree. I, I, I think we have. Um, that being said, I still think she can get her way to the end um, and be a lovely runner-up. Chola, you had her a little lower at uh, four alongside Amanda. Why um, four? Uh, I, I just agree with everything y'all have been saying about her about how we might have seen everything from her unless she comes and she elevates herself even more I think that she has done her best so far from what we've seen and maybe it's a little too soon maybe she needs a few more years um you know to transform or like you know evolve her drag but um we'll see I'm not not rooting for her but if she goes home, I won't be that sad either. Yeah, I mean, I adore Shay. I think she is an incredible drag artist. Mm-hmm. Um, she is going to give you so much. I know through that little teaser, there may be a little drama with her and Trinity, which I am here for. Yeah, uh, because we, I mean, they are really um, aside from Monet and Trinity, like they're the only other two pairs from the same season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm worried that Shay is not going to be able to bring what something new and everything she excelled at there is someone who did it slightly better at times mm-hmm. um so that could be her downfall that being said this look jesus christ look by joshua naponte hair by wigs by sire nails by bb girl with nails um fuck it's gorgeous it's a cat suit but it is so elevated what do you think antonio for me um this one was my favorite look out of all of this she gave me i think what trinity the what trinity was trying to do but i can i see the shape here the details from fingernails to the hair i wish in this picture you could see the details in her hair in the meet the queens you can see the beautiful detailed work with the crystals and stones and the wig work there uh i think just head to toe this is like this feels like to crown the winner of the next season look um that it's something just so regal um love it. i i i adore it and um it's it's got to probably be my favorite look out of all the promo looks i do have to say what do you think chola uh it's okay i think it's okay i i definitely <laughs> i definitely see the appreciation for the stones and the way that the body looks better but there's something about the shape and the the cat suit aspect that it seems just a little basic for me i feel that's like fair. i could get that's that fair. I feel like if i could get a version of that somewhere if i tried i'm to gonna like, challenge look. you <laughs> I'm gonna challenge you, Joel Spears. <laughs> um, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It's very Britney Spears. It is very, very, very Britney. How dare you say that after I said I don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm here for it. It's a toot for me. It's a toot for me. It's a toot for me too. 
the audience, I'm not going to call anyone out. 99% toot, 1% boot. Um, no, we someone, need to call that person out. There. out. We need to call that person call, out. I, uh, later. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll remind them later. Stop um, protecting yeah, your one I, I'm excited for Shay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for Shay. Um, but it's time to talk about our winner. Remember when I said we were all um, on the same page with one person? Mm-hmm. All four of us predicted the winner to be season five's Jinx Monsoon. It's Monsoon season again, and I am so excited. She is 34 years old, um, currently in Portland, Oregon, uh, new home of Nicole Noscopy, former Miss Rockbar, um, who will be very upset that you didn't have her winning uh, Miss Rockbar All-Stars All-Winners. That's okay, Chola, I won't tell her. Yes, I will. Um, <laughs> Jinx's drag name was her nickname at an outreach center for gay youth in Portland and comes from the verb that means bad luck. Monsoon comes from the character and Dina Monsoon from Absolutely Fabulous. On season five, she had two Maxi Challenge wins and one Max Mini Challenge win. Jinx, if you don't remember, suffers from narcolepsy. She comes, she came out as non-binary at the end, in end of 2013. The phrase water off a duck's back was a saying she heard in Seattle from future contestant Robbie Turner. She placed in the top eight for or the top for eight straight episodes between episodes three through ten in season five. She is the first winner to have won Snatch Game. She appeared as the voice uh, for the minor antagonist Emerald in an episode of Steven Universe. And she is tied for the longest run before her first time in the bottom two with 11 episodes tied alongside all-star seven sister Raja. Um, I'm going to start with my burning question here. Jinx quite possibly has the biggest opportunity to show a glow up from her first appearance on the show. Will her runways match her performance talent and make her the first queen to win twice on drag race? I think so. I really do. I mean, her runways on season five were not great. We all can admit it. She can admit it. She has had time and money. And I think she is ready to play because when it comes to comedy, there's no one who can do it better. When it comes to performance, she is brilliant. I think Jinx can do it. And I will be so happy for this new version of Jinx Monsoon. Um, Chola, what do you think about Jinxie? Well, I fucking love Jinx. Jinx is one of my top three favorite drag queens of all time. Um, but I will say that that um, the entrance look for All Stars, that that is the only thing that made me discouraged about Jinx's, um, her time here at All Stars because she's wearing this like bathing suit you know, cover up thing. But besides that, I love her so much. She's literally my favorite. And I, I hope we see an elevated version of her. And I think that her time off of Drag Race has been nothing but success and glow up and, you know, becoming Jinx even more than she is. So I'm excited for it. I hope that she doesn't wear any fucking bathing suits or anything like that. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, I'm just so excited for the first time. Michelle's going to be like, you look beautiful, finally. Your, your makeup is finally good. Um, why do you think um, Jinx is going to win, Antonio? Jinx Monsoon is my favorite drag queen um, of all time. I And what's very funny is 
in terms of performance. We're not similar, but there's just something that I connect with on such a, a level of jinx. Um, I've, you know, I went in, I think it was December when they were in New York, saw the, the holiday special live with her and Dela. I just, I love her as an artist. She's so creative. She's so unique. And she does things that really speak to her, which I admire. Um, I think Jinx has it all um, to win this Queen of Queens title. Because Jinx, like you said, she's elevated and grown so much outside of Drag Race from what we've seen. But it hasn't been so long that we've almost forgotten like Raja. It's still like those um, very, very monumental or most memorable seasons. Season four, season mm -hmm. five with Relaska Talk, season six, Bianca Del Rio. There's those, I think four through six are like when people really get grounded in what they remember about Drag Race. And one of them mm -hmm. was Jinx the Underdog against Relaska Talks. And I just think, no one does comedy better than Jinx. No one's as witty and as clever as Jinx. I think she's the smartest girl in this lineup, in this room, to think creatively. And I think that there's such an opportunity for her to present a polished, beautiful, glamorous version of herself that was a little lacking on her season. But I, think, I personally think, because of her entrance room look, she's playing a game. And I think she knows it. I think she knows that walking in in that outfit will make people underestimate her like they did on her season. And I think she's going to play that to her advantage to resume that underdog role and come out with a with the second crown. I'm really excited for Jinx. Now, here's my fan theory about that look, Chola. Do you remember the photo shoot from season five? Um, which one? The first, the entrance, the first challenge. The one where she's wearing, she's wearing something similar to that. She's wearing like sunglasses. And, and they hat. went into the, the, and they went into the tank of water. Yes. I think she's playing into that. She's afraid she's going to go into water again. Um, uh. <laughs> but either, either way, you're, you're right. I think it is a long-term game. Cause that's the now the, the new way you play drag races. You come in fine. And then you're like, ha ha. I mean, look at Willow. Look what she did. It became iconic. Um, but I, I am so excited for Jinx. That being said, this this promo look, it's not going to be compared to anyone else. They all look 10 times better than her. But for her, this is great. The look is by Lady Hyde, hair by Wig Chapel. It's very, very basic. It is um, mother of the bride who decided I'm also going to wear white on the wedding day. Um, the hair is stunning. Her beat has definitely improved. This, this is Jinx to a T. Um, she's not going to show you skin. She's going to be very demure and very classic. Um, and it also kind of has that, that, that Grecian look that she did for her promo look. I think she's going to be very referential this season. And that is what we love when it comes to a returning contestant. She is going to be able to be referential because she has all these things that we remember. I am terrified for Snatch Game because she has got to be better than Little Edie. And that was quite possibly one of the best Snatch Games ever. So she's got to top it. And I don't know who she's going to pick, but that's, that, that's going to be the episode I'm stoked for. Chola, what do you think about this look? 
I think she looks like Winona Judd from here. Um, mm-hmm. She looks like a country singer. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm rooting for her. It's a boot for me, but I'm rooting for her. <laughs> what do you think, Antonio? I do think that it is, a, you know, like you said, a very basic outfit. I do think that it says a lot about Jinx. Um, it is missing some of the detailing that I would prefer. But in terms of Jinx's outfits, I feel like given her personality, she went the promo look. It's an entrance. I think she's saving the gusto and the good stuff for those runways. I think she's one of yeah. those. I, I think she's frugal in that way to go. Yeah, I want to look nice, but I'm not going to go crazy on a promo look. What's the point? Right. Um, I but, I, but I do like it. I like the details. Um, I like the hair, the Grecian vibes that she's giving. Very, very uh, heavenly. And yeah, I would give this a solid, solid boot. Uh, solid two, excuse me. Yeah, solid two. <laughs> I'll, I'll give her a two. The audience, 73% two, 27% boot. So those are our eight contestants. Um, eight isn't an interesting number. I don't know why it's eight. I mean, uh, UK versus World was nine. I think nine was a better number. I, maybe someone dropped out. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll never know. What I like to do um, is discuss the Instagram count of followers and just see how it goes through the season. So this season, six out of eight are over a million. Wow. Ooh. Who do you think has the most Instagram followers? No cheating. Go, no looking. I think Shea Coulee has the most followers. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Trinity has the most followers. Right. So, at 471,000 is the Vivian, obviously. 863,000 is, is Jada Essence Hall. At 1 million is Raja. 1.1 million is both Monet and Evie. 1.2 million, a tie for Jinx and Trinity, with 1.4 million for Shea Coulee. Wow. Um, that's a lot of followers. How do, how do I get that many followers? How, how much money do I have to spend? A good amount, because based on her luck, that's a good that's a good amount of money. I think Shay yeah. and what okay. I love about Shay and what, what she's great is Shay knows how to use her social media to keep her relevant and engaged with her audience. Yeah. I'm a big follower of Shay on her Twitter. Um mm-hmm. her day-to-day tweets, her her memes. They're just relatable, funny, entertaining content. And I think that's why she relates really well to fans and she gets such a good fan base um for the show because she knows how to engage properly with, with her online audience. Absolutely. Um, do you think, I, I don't think the Vivian has any chance, but do you think it's possible by the end of the season that Jada Essence Hall could reach million followers? Yes, I do it's think possible, so. Yeah. All right, let's help her. Go follow Jada. Look over yes. there. Go follow her. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for this season. I, I love winter seasons. Uh, again, I'm a big Survivor fan. So when we did the all winners, I was like, this is my jam. We're getting everyone together. Because you never, ever see an all winter season on an all-stars show. It just doesn't happen because it's the, the winners. They don't need to come back. But they're all back. They're here. Um, yes, we are missing some of the big titans. We're missing Alaska. We're missing Bianca. We're missing Bob. But that's okay. Because if this takes off, Put them all together and we'll really see them go at it. 
Um, but and give me more international queens next time around. I want to see Carmen Ferrara. I want to see Envy Peru. Put them up against um, Violet Chotsky. Let's see who the real fashion queen is because those two are incredible. But I'm excited. I'm very excited. Listeners, I've heard the rumor that they're um, doing the double premiere on um, May 20th. So we're getting episode one and two. We will do again, break it up into two episodes. We're not going to do one giant long episode, mostly because... I'm going on a trip on the 25th, and I can't do too much. So we're gonna ha- we're I'm gonna we're gonna get through it. We're gonna we're gonna figure out how to make it work. Um, but I'm stoked for this season. I am really really excited. Um, if Jinx doesn't win, I will be sad though. I will be sad. I will. I'll be really upset if Jinx doesn't win. I think what's interesting about this season, kind of like you mentioned, um, wanting to pit girls up against each other that are known and very similar for something. These girls are pretty spread out where they're kind of all good at one thing and pretty good at other stuff. But Mm. I would like to see in the future putting girls who are known for something. Like if you had Jinx and Bob in a season, two comedy titans against each other. So I would be interested to see that further down the All-Stars line. But I'm very excited for this first installment of an All-Winners. Could you imagine if this season had Jinx and Alaska Oh, that's the storyline we needed. But Mm -hmm. you know what? Let's just win again and put her back on all winners too. Yes. I'm here for it. All right. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Chola, you go first. Um, So you can find me on all my social medias, Chola Spears. You can find me at Rock Bar on Fridays at 7 p.m. And, uh, I'm going to start making music and releasing it and hopefully get some music videos in and do something I've never done before this year. Um, but yeah, just follow me. And uh, Now know. for the Jersey listeners, um, now that weed is, le- is legal in New Jersey, do you still have any Chola Spears rolling paper? Uh, I don't, but I'm going to take new photos. I'm going to have a new version of papers. I actually went to Austin last weekend and I met somebody who had my rolling papers and they were like, your rolling papers have been sitting on my coffee table for two years and I have no idea who you are. And I was like, oh, this makes me feel so good. I don't know why it makes me feel good, but I feel good. (laughs) You're famous. And Antonio, share your deets. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Venmo at the Antonio Amor, T-H-E, Antonio like banderas, Amor, A-M-O-R, Spanish word for love. Uh, I have a lot of projects currently going on, so definitely follow, but hit the notifications. So that way you do not lose me in the algorithm. I've got a lot of uh, good things going on. My gigs uh, for June are starting to fill up, so you can definitely catch me at a Pride event. Um, if you want to come out and celebrate um, some different kind of drag that incorporates burlesque and a lot of body yaddy yaddy. Um, and I will be going for sure to the to perform at the Colorado Burlesque Festival in Denver this July, as well as traveling to Cleveland for the Ohio Burlesque Festival in August. So you can definitely catch me in those two cities if you're listening from afar. But yeah, follow me on my socials and hit that notification and I definitely will keep you in the loop about the next time you can get to see me on the stage. And currently I'm um, at Mother for Hush on Wednesdays finishing out my reign there. Amazing. Well, I'm excited. 
you're excited. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Chola Antonio for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at thinkingthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.